Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello, welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. And we haven't had any listener stories in a while, so today we decided to do an entire episode of listener stories. So let's just get started. This first one comes from Alex. I was working near Ronan, Montana as a heavy equipment operator. A bunch of roughneck... Roughneck? <laughs> now I'm going to laugh at myself. <laughs> a bunch of roughneck working men were all crammed into barrack-style rooms with a communal bathroom down the hall. My first night there, I woke up around 2 a.m. The light from a charging cell phone illuminated the faintest image of a young girl with blonde curly hair and a blue dress with puffy shoulders standing over a sleeping man. I sat up in my bunk and in an instant she was gone. Days from the abrupt awakening, I went to the restroom and fell back asleep thinking I was spooking myself out. The next morning in the chow hall, I met a young woman who was a trucker. I asked about the work schedule, how she liked the area, and what she disliked about the company, etc. At one point, she interrupted her own response and said, I'm sorry, but something weird happened to me last night. She went on to explain that the night before, she woke up to use the restroom and noticed a little girl staring at her from the cracks in the stall. The girl left as soon as they made eye contact. She was very troubled by the incident. When I asked her if the little girl had blonde hair and was wearing a blue dress, she looked as though she were going to be sick. There were a lot of natives in the area, and when word got out about the incident, several of them used smudge to bless the room. I don't know what I believe, but I know what I saw. Whoa. So it's one thing when you see something, especially when you're waking up from being asleep and you're like, okay, was it my eyes playing tricks on me? Was I still dreaming? But when you actually are able to have someone else who saw what you saw to validate you, that is like the best feeling because you know you're not crazy. You know you weren't just dreaming it. You know that what you saw was actually there. But also like how creepy would it be? I'm sorry, but I would not want to see a ghost while I'm sitting on the toilet because (laughs) like you're trapped there. I mean, to be honest, like, you know, you're doing your thing and then you look up. You can't go anywhere, at least not immediately. Like that would be terrifying. (laughs) That's a good point. But I guess as soon as they made eye contact, she disappeared. So at least, you know, she had some manners. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And what have we said about ghost children? Like, I don't want to see ghost children at all because I think they're creepier than adult ghosts. Plus, it's also much sadder because obviously it's a child who died in probably some horrible way. Otherwise, they wouldn't still be around. You know, they would go on to the other side. So thank you, Alex, for for sharing that story. And I'm glad that you were validated. (laughs) Yes, totally. And I'm sorry that both of you were terrified. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mindy, you want to read the next story? Yes, I'm excited about this one. I'm just going to get right into it. It starts out, hey, ladies. Hey, I've just recently started listening to your podcast, and the last couple of episodes have been Halloween, horror movies, and trivia. Yeah. I really like the trivia episode, as there was a lot of movies that I hadn't heard of before. I also appreciated that the next episode was one where you had watched several of the movies and rated them. Well, 
I love POV movies. Yeah, I do too, girl. Uh, wreck wrecked me and paranormal activity scared me so bad I woke my husband up to go to the bathroom with me. <laughs> so, of course, I just had to watch Grave Encounters. I loved it. We do too. Yeah, we do too. What a fun take. And there was some seriously creepy stuff. So thanks for the recommendation. You're very welcome. We're glad you liked it. Anyway, back to the story. Anyway, I have a personal paranormal story for you all as well. My best friend and I just got back from our dream trip to Egypt. We ended up having to cut it a couple of days short due to COVID-19, but it was still amazing. Oh my God, I'd love to go to Egypt. Side Mm -hmm. note. Uh, During our tour, our guide let us know that they had opened up the step pyramid for the first time in years and asked if we wanted to go inside it. Of course, we were all like, fuck yeah, we do. We ended up going inside the step pyramid of Djoser on, I can't believe I'm actually typing this, Friday, March 13th. Awesome. This particular pyramid is not at the pyramid complex of Giza, but out in Memphis, and we were basically the only people there. If you've never been inside of a pyramid, well, let me tell you, it's dark, hot, and claustrophobic. Due to this reason, about half of our tour of 15 didn't want to go inside. Keep in mind, Cairo had experienced record rainfall and flooding, so the power was out. We basically only had our cell phones to use as lights. Oh, man. Well, we're all in there, and we're looking at cool stuff on the walls and just taking in the creep factor, and I feel like someone is looking over my shoulder. And it also felt like there were people crowding all around me. I look up and there's no one around me. I wasn't scared necessarily, but I just got a serious case of the nopes and had to get out of the pyramid. Not long after I left, my bestie comes out, walks over to me and says, were there a lot of people in there? I replied, yes, but not people, right? She agreed and said that she had been walking around while looking down at her phone and felt a hand that grabbed her elbow and steered her around a big stone column so that she didn't run into it. She looked up to thank her tour mate, but no one was there. We both sat and digested that tidbit of knowledge for a bit. We decided that whatever spirits were down there were just super stimulated with the recent activity. Also, if you think about it, The ancient Egyptians were brilliant people, and they probably really wanted to know what the fuck we were looking at when we were using our cell phones. They probably hadn't seen them before and were really curious about them. I could see ancient Egyptians wholly embracing cell phone culture. (laughs) We're still not sure what it was, but there was definitely something in that pyramid, but that something was super polite, curious, and helpful. I hope you enjoyed the story and thanks for doing what you do, Janine. Wow. Awesome story, Janine. That is, thank you for listening, first of all, but oh my gosh, thank you for sending that in. I loved that story. That was awesome. That was a great story. And yeah. I think I would freak the fuck out if I knew, you know, it was, say it was just like you and me, Mindy in a pyramid and something grabbed me somewhere and there was no one else there. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, if there was no power and we only had our cell phones as lights, I'd be glued to your side anyway. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Just because I'd be like, I don't want to either myself or you like somehow fall into something and then be trapped in a pyramid 
forever. But um, yeah, I don't know what I do except maybe freak out. I don't know. Or just be so stunned that I couldn't talk. I don't know. But that's an awesome story. And I love the idea that like the Egyptians are like, what the hell are you guys looking at? What are those things that are glowing? <laughs> or either that or they were like, get the fuck off your phones and look at what you're here to look at. Look at the the ancient artifacts and look at the hieroglyphics. I don't know what yeah. is actually like on the walls or what is down there, but um, yeah. yeah, maybe they're just frustrated because they've seen like so many tourists come through that they're like, again, with the fucking cell phones, like, come on, people. Why do you guys have that glowing tablet that you won't stop looking at? <laughs> When I was in the catacombs in Paris, I took so many photos that I was hoping that I would capture something like orbs or I don't know, a spirit or something down there, but I didn't capture anything. And like the craziest thing, I thought I would feel so much energy down there, maybe even negative energy because it's filled with millions of dead bodies, basically. (laughs) Right. Um, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any sort of negative force or energy. I didn't feel anything brush up against me or, I mean, I was kind of hoping that would happen, but I was a little disappointed. I didn't get to experience anything paranormal when I was down there. Maybe if you went into the off limits area, like in as above, so below, maybe that's when the ghosts come out. Oh yeah. They might stay away from like the touristy area. That's a good point. And also, um, I kind of want to do research now to see what other ghost stories there are from the pyramids in Egypt. I know I never thought about that before, but naturally, Mm -hmm. I mean, what were they built for? Like, of course, there's probably stuff going on. That's a really good point. Yeah. But I'm also very jealous, Janine, that you got to go to Egypt and got to see the pyramids. That's so cool. And I'm glad you got it in before COVID-19 and made it home safe. Oh, yeah. Like nick of time. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. But yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list for when we ever get to travel again. Right. I know. I would would love to see that in person. But Spencer had a friend that lived in Egypt for like, what, four or five years? Uh, probably at least that. Yeah. I don't know how long exactly. I'll have to ask her if, uh, if she ever went inside any pyramids and has a ghost story. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Very cool. All right. We, what's up next, Sharon? All right. Well, thank you, Janine, for that story. Next, we have a story from Andy. This happened a few years ago. I was home alone in my apartment. To set the scene, my roommate and I had a super long two-bedroom apartment on the top floor of an old building, your typical Chicago-style apartment. Our bedrooms were by the front door with a long hallway leading from the bedrooms to the main part of the apartment, living room, kitchen, etc. At the time, I was in a long-distance relationship with my roommate. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was like... That's how long the hallway was <laughs> that <laughs> she was in a long distance relationship with her roommate. Let me try that over again. <laughs> At the time, I was in a long distance relationship and with my roommate out for the night, I was on a Skype with my guy for most of the evening in my room. At one point, I started hearing footsteps in the hall outside the door to my room. As a rule, I almost always kept my bedroom door closed. We do too. The more locked doors, the better. That's what I say. (laughs) 
but I can hear what sounded like movement out in the hall. So I poked my head out, expecting my roommate to have come home early. There was no one there. I double-checked the front and back doors, finding both locked, and ran back to my room, closed my door, and jumped into my bed, grabbing my computer and blankets on the way. The footsteps resumed. Sure, the building was old and creaky, but this was not your average old building noises, and having just checked, I knew that no one was in the house. Obviously freaked out, I asked my then-boyfriend if we can keep the Skype window open overnight. It was getting late, but I was too freaked out to sleep totally alone, and I thought at least having someone online with me was better than nothing. My boyfriend agreed, and eventually I was able to fall asleep. The next morning while getting ready for work, I got a text from my boyfriend asking how I was doing, and did I ever find out who it was? Who what was? I texted back. Oh my God. All right. I'm getting chills, and I don't know if I want to read the rest. Oh, all right. He replied, the person in your place last night. I reminded him that I'd been alone. Didn't he remember? I even got up and checked. No, he responded later on. Who came into your room last night? After I fell asleep the night before, I stayed asleep. My boyfriend claimed that maybe an hour or two after we'd both fallen asleep, a noise woke him up. He said it sounded almost like creaking of some kind, but after searching his place, found nothing out of the ordinary. Then he looked at our Skype window. Apparently, the sounds were coming from my room over Skype. He said the creaking sounded like footsteps on a wooden floor. Then the noises stopped suddenly, and as he watched, my bedroom door slowly opened by himself. No fucking way. <laughs> No, thank you. He could even see the light in the room brighten from the hall light. Oh, my fucking God. He heard another creak and watched the door proceeded to then close and latch. What the? All right. I'm having like palpitation <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like like something similar has happened. Well, something similar has happened to me and I'm kind of like putting myself in Andy's situation, and this is really, really freaking me out. He heard another creak and watched as the door proceeded to then close and latch, seemingly by itself as I slept. All I know is that nothing was out of place when I woke up and my door was still closed and latched as I had left it the night before. While nothing dangerous ever happened at that apartment, my roommate and I always felt a little uneasy there, especially when alone. I often left the TV on for background noise, but didn't think about it too much. Just thought it was comforting when I was by myself. But in the back of my mind, I think I preferred noise so I wouldn't have to hear something I might not want to hear. That apartment was the scene of countless parties and hangouts over the years, and if whatever there was minded, it never seemed to show it. Aside from odd noises here and there, this Skype slash door story is the only real activity of any kind we had while living there. While I don't like the idea of someone, wa someone watching me as I sleep, too creepy, definitely is too creepy, maybe whatever there was was just saying hi since it knew I was home alone. It only happened this one time, but once was enough. Whoa. All right. That is intense. Wasn't there a movie like this, Mindy? What am I thinking of where someone was um, noticing like uh, 
paranormal activity through like a, a Skype call or some sort of like videotape when they watched it later. There was, this is not going to answer your question, but there was a, I think it was an episode of like Paranormal Witness or like one of those reenactment shows where um, this happened with some college girls who were like Skyping doing homework and the one got up to like go to the bathroom or whatever. And while the other was like doing like on her end, she could see a ghost walk into the room and it scared the crap out of me. It was like the one episode that was actually scary, but I feel like there's a few movies that have a conceit that's similar to this. Probably. I'm just sure. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do one of the paranormal activity movies, was there, I know there's the one with the video camera. I'm not thinking of the camcorder one, but was one of the later ones, um, maybe the one with like the te- the teenage girl in the bedroom they're all kind of like blurring together in yeah my mind. i think it was it might have been the one where they use that thing with like the xbox thing that yeah that, that oh, put all the there it yeah, might have yeah. been in that one yeah uh, i have a vague memory of that okay yeah, yeah that was the one that that i think sharon just mentioned it's I can't believe I know this, but I'm going to own it. That's the fourth one, and it's the shittiest one of all of them. <laughs> um, but it was also like, the, I felt like it was an ad for Xbox to be like, look what we could do. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I, I I know that she was like videotaping her room or something. But yeah, that I think that there was someone else involved. I don't know. And yeah, it wasn't like her boyfriend, because wasn't she scared and like her, maybe her boyfriend was watching to make oh. sure nothing happened to her? Was that, I honestly, I saw it once and it was so long ago. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, no, I think that, that, yeah, I've only seen it like once because I just didn't like it. But um, yeah, I, I think that did happen because, yeah. I, I won't say why. <laughs> I was going to say a spoiler, which who cares about the paranormal activity movies, especially that one. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that something similar happens because then it leads to murdery events later. So. Spoiler alert, there's paranormal activity in all the paranormal activity movies. And spoiler alert, people get killed because <laughs> ghosts are mean in these movies. I feel like it was since then or some other similar time that they use something like that in like a movie or TV show. I've been a little bit worried about that, especially now that everybody's on Zoom calls using their webcam and stuff. If there's like, like, you know, with my family, if my dad's in his office, there's like a door, like his closet behind him. I I have this thought in my mind, like, oh crap, what if something comes out of that door? What if the door closes or opens or whatever? And that's going to be the next wave of these, um, uh, what do you call them? Point of view. Point, yeah, that's gonna be the next wave of point of view movies since we're all quarantined and we can't actually get together to make movies there's gonna be movies about zoom calls and seeing like murders and oh, yeah. paranormal activity in the background of I mean, zoom calls i wouldn't be surprised if somebody's already making one because this has already been two or three months for some people wait wait, wait. i'm ca- i'm patenting this idea right now <laughs> you can't patent it i can do whatever i want i was gonna say but unfriended kind of already did that What's Unfriended? Oh, it's a horror movie that came out like two, three years ago. And uh, it's uh, it was on HBO recently. And like there's some sequel that's kind of dumb. But I don't remember how I ended up watching it. I think because it was on HBO. And I was just like, oh, I'll watch this. I've got nothing to do. And it's uh, shot from the perspective of exactly that. Like a bunch of friends like Skyping together. But then there's like a dead, somebody joins their Skype that they don't know, and then they all start dying. I don't know. But like when it started, it starts off and it's like a com- somebody's computer screen. And I thought that I had left my computer 
like in reality hooked up to my TV and I was like, son of a bitch, I have to change the input again. I thought I did that already. And then the movie started and I was like, oh, this is part of the movie. But yeah, that movie sounds horrible. I will thank you for telling me about that. So I don't ever watch it. Uh, It was it was interesting, I guess. It was kind of fun. If you're if it was like one of those mindless, I don't really care. And then I was like, oh, this is better than nothing. There's too many good things to watch to waste time on like sh- like just shitty horror movies that you would never usually watch otherwise. W- yeah. What were you going to say, Spencer? Back to Andy's story. How do how does Andy know that her then boyfriend wasn't lying to her? Ooh, good point. Well, that's that's a good question. Maybe that's why it's her ex boyfriend. Maybe she found out later. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure she asked. Her. I mean, she uh, she probably wouldn't have sent in the story if she thought that there was even a chance that he was lying. Well, but then that the, she did hear footsteps. It says so. True. She yeah, had yeah, yeah. Already been experiencing something. Yeah. That freaks me out. Seriously, to- freaks well, me out. Yeah. Seriously, and like I have a friend of mine has like his whole house wired for like mostly so that he can talk to his cat when he's not home, and it'll like. <laughs> Like a normal person. Like a normal person. Like he'll get on his phone and it'll like open up whatever camera he chooses. And I, I realize home security is a good thing to have, but like that I haven't really done a whole lot of that kind of stuff in my house. Cause like, same thing. I'm kind of legit scared that I would have some sort of video system installed and then somehow would manage to see oh the camera kicked on while I wasn't home I wonder why or overnight I wonder why what was smidgen doing that's not smidgen like I I just don't I'm not down with video monitoring shit I agree you know like it's yeah you're right zoom is enough and like I don't even want to think about that but like yeah I just so the idea of having a video up all night and having anybody watching you freaks me out. And then the idea of like stuff happening while you're sleeping freaks me out <laughs> even more. So I yeah. <laughs> I don't need to make myself more paranoid than I already am. I'm already terrified enough of, you know, serial killers or rapists or burglars or whatever breaking into my apartment. I don't need to worry about ghosts watching me sleep at night as well. <laughs> what I don't know won't kill me or will it <laughs> hopefully not all right so we have one final listener story left Mindy would you like to read it I would and we just jump right in no introduction no nothing I like your invitation to tell personal stories of fright from your audience sweet we do too I have a handful of paranormal experiences and a few hilarious stories of scaring others and being scared by others. Sharon, who does that sound like? (laughs) Me. It's my favorite pastime, (laughs) scaring people. So I will be chiming in from time to time with one of my tales of, whoa. It says in parentheses, add your Bill and Ted impersonation here. That was my Bill and Ted. Whoa. Anyway. That was a horrible Bill and Ted impersonation, but Spencer, Spencer, can you do better? Do it. Uh, whoa. Say, no, that's like... That's a, Joey Lawrence. That was, that, I, that was the first thing that came to mind. Whoa. Much better. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. I will leave you now with the first time I scared the crap out of someone and the first time I saw a ghost. Awesome. I was two and a half years old when my family and I were visiting my grandparents. 
the hallway to their oh another hallway the hallway to their (laughs) (laughs) let me start that over the hallway of their house at night always creeped me out it was super long and dark sounds familiar I'd run as fast as I could to get to the entryway of the living room, terrified that something was going to jump out and get me. On this particular visit, I came out of the bathroom and saw Grandpa at the end of the hall peeking into the living room. He saw me and whispered, Jimmy, come here. I smiled and with no fear, hurried down the hall towards him. Shh. When I say now, jump out and go roar as loud as you can. He held his hands up, making claws with them as he instructed me. My grandfather, Jim, who I am named after, loved jumping out and scaring people. He was a very funny man, and this was his favorite way to make himself laugh. One, two, three, now! I jumped out, and he was right behind me, both of us going, roar, as loud as we could. (laughs) My mother, aunt, and grandmother all jumped and screamed. My grandpa and I fell on the floor rolling with laughter. That's adorable. I heard my mother say, oh, God, he's got him doing it now. (laughs) She always hated it when her father would scare her like that. She never liked being scared. And now she was going to have to live with it again. Because I did it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am a comedic actor and stand-up comic now. And the reason I am is because my grandpa taught me my first joke. Boo. Aw. A few months later, in June of 1977, not long before I turned three, I had a dream that I was at my grandparents' house. I was walking down the dark hall toward my grandfather, who was smiling at me. When I got to him, I saw my grandma sitting in his chair in the living room with my mom and aunt on their knees, crying in front of her, resting their heads on each one of her knees. Grandma had a hand on the back of her daughter's, of each of her daughter's head as she wept as well. Grandpa, what's wrong? He said he had to go, but he wanted to say he loved me and to say goodbye. Then he picked me up and hugged me. My mom woke me up and picked me up in her arms that morning. I immediately told her my dream. She started crying, saying that Grandpa had a heart attack and passed away that night. Oh. Oh, I said. I'm glad Grandpa said goodbye then. That was the first time I scared someone, and the first time I ever saw a ghost. But neither time would be the last. Jim. Awesome. Jim, send us more. We are down to hear your stories. That was Aww. great. That was so sweet and and awesome. I love those stories, especially because that reminds me so much of my grandpa. He was also very much a jokester. And I remember one time me and my aunt, the one that used to show me all the horror movies when I was little, we were at my grandparents' house. So this was her father, my grandfather. Okay. Um, so we were at their house and we were watching a horror movie and we had the lights off and we were laying on the floor and all of a sudden we hear a knocking on the window coming from outside. We're on the second floor. Mm. So somehow somebody was knocking on the upstairs window. I was about eight years old, I think. 
we both she like grabbed me and we both looked at each other like did you hear that yes did you hear that yes and we ran downstairs and we told my grandparents and my grandpa went to go investigate so he goes downstairs into the basement and (laughs) when you go through the basement at their house you come out on the other side through um it's like their attached garage okay and it there's a door that leads out into the backyard so he went out there he comes back upstairs we're both sitting in the kitchen like holding each other like scared as fuck and he just like walks down the hallway into the kitchen with his eyes really really big (gasps) and we're both like oh my god like what what is it what was it and he didn't say a word his eyes are just big and he has this look of horror on his face. And so now we're both like really, really freaking out. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, what was it? What was out there? And he walks through the kitchen to the kitchen door and slowly opens it up. And my Aunt Carol's two friends like jump into the kitchen and scare us. And he knew it was them. And he totally just like played along trying to freak us out even more. Let them in. And they're laughing and laughing at how scared we were. Apparently, they grabbed one of the patio chairs and like stood on top of it and had a branch and was using the branch to like tap on the upstairs window. Gee, Sharon, I wonder where you get it from. (laughs) I don't know. But then also just the part about him dreaming about his grandpa. All of my grandparents have died, but the only grandparent I dream about is this grandpa, the one that, you know, was the practical joker. And in fact, just a week ago, I had a dream about him. And every single time I see him in my dreams, it's like he's really there with me and holding me. And I always wake up with tears streaming down my face because it just feels so real because it feels like he's really there. And I think it was probably because I was the closest with him um, than any of my other grandparents. But yeah, I I love the fact that I, I still have him visit me in my dreams. And I like to think that it's, it's more than just a dream that it's really him. So yeah, I really related to this story or stories in, in many ways. So thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I the old, my dad was never a huge practical joker really with me, but he did pull off a good one once and it's not supernatural related really, but I think it was a good scare and I feel like I need to share it now that we're all talking about our family pranks. Yeah, please share. Um I was uh doing it was when I was already out of college and I was living here in Chicago and I was running a late night show in the city but for some reason we had a family party or something the next day on like Sunday so after Saturday night show I was going to drive to the suburbs to my parents house which at the time they were still in the house that I consider that I grew up in and you know it would be late but I'd get in crash at their place and then be able to be up for the family party the next day and then drive back to the city so it was like 2 a.m you know, once all was said and done with our show and I drove from the north side back to the south suburbs and um, I pulled up to our house and my dad, without fail, my parents would always leave like the front porch light on or we had like two little light posts at the end of our driveway. Something, some sort of light would be on when they knew I was coming. Um, I pulled up and it was completely dark. There was nothing on, nothing left on, no lights. And I even struggled to like get my key in the front door because I, and I remember thinking, 
what dad's like too cheap to like leave a light on for me late at night I can't even see where I'm going like I was all <laughs> mad and like grumbling I should I should stop here really quick and just say that my dad is a huge Star Wars fan which I probably have mentioned in another episode <laughs> but I, I will mention that now here I will also say that when you walked in our front door directly in front of you were the stairs to go up to the second floor and then the dining room is on the left and the living room is on the right so I struggled to get my key in the lock managed to do it open the door get just inside the front door totally pitch black in the house and I hear and at the top of the freaking stairs is my dad with his Darth Vader light (laughs) up like LED ass lightsaber that makes real noises coming down the stairs at me with it and my then I hear this voice in the darkness to my right and it's my mom who goes I've been sitting in the dark for 45 minutes waiting to tell him (laughs) when you were pulling up so she was her eyes at us I thought it was funny and then I ran up the stairs to my dad's room grabbed his Luke lightsaber and then we had a lightsaber fight and my mom was like I'm going to bed (laughs) at like three in the morning yep but like they kind of proud of them because they like they strategically thought this out like we won't leave lights on like mama hide in the dark i don't know how long my dad was waiting at the top of the stairs but apparently he had been i just thought that was hilarious but they would have felt really really bad if you like tripped going up the stairs because there was no lights (laughs) on and you like broke your ankle or something Well, I was was ready to start swearing because I thought my dad was too cheap. He didn't want to waste electricity and leave the lights on. I'm like, thanks for for allowing me to see. I could barely get my key. What the hell? Because like he was at the top of the stairs. It was was very funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aw, those were fun. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, Sharon, you mentioned about the the door story and the Skype and all that stuff. You said that you had something similar happen to you. Yeah. Well, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, So basically, I was home alone. My mom and my brother, they were in Vegas together. And I was woken up in the morning by the sound of someone trying to get into my bedroom, which I said... I always lock my door too. <laughs> the more locked doors, the better. <laughs> so I was just in a habit of locking my bedroom door. And I woke up and I was wide awake and I sat there for a few seconds and I saw like someone trying to turn my doorknob, you know, but it obviously was locked. So it only goes so far. And I grabbed my cell phone and called my boyfriend at the time and said, someone's in the house. Stay on the phone with me. I- I'm going to go check it out. And I got out of bed and I opened my bedroom door and I went to the front door and I went to the back door and everything was locked. There was no one in my house. So yeah, I I know the feeling of thinking that someone may be in your house and there's not. So I, that's why I, when I was reading that entire story, I was just like, oh my God, what is going to happen? (laughs) But yeah, I, Appreciate everyone writing into us. Thank you for taking the time to write us. Absolutely. Uh, We appreciate it. We love hearing your stories. And uh, thank you all for listening. And if anyone else has any stories that they want to share with us, please write us. And we can read them on the show. Uh, It could be a ghost story. It could be what true crime related. 
Yeah. Um, uh, if your dad's a Star Wars geek. <laughs> <laughs> and attacks you with lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> or has ever embarrassed you in front of all your friends because he's so nerdy. Um, if you've got horror movie suggestions, lifetime yeah. movie suggestions. If you've been in a horror movie or a Lifetime movie. <laughs> or if there was a Lifetime movie made about something that happened to you, that would be amazing. Because they're all based on true stories. <laughs> they are. Don't knock it. They are. And also, if you are able to, please subscribe to our Patreon if you want to have early access to episodes, hear exclusive episodes, and posts from um, main, mainly Melinda. Uh that's her her domain. Uh, you can receive cool gifts uh, depending on which tier you choose. And also you can follow us on Horse Talk Horror on Instagram. And you can also find links to all of our streaming locations and our Patreon on Instagram. Our email is horsetalkhorror at gmail if you do want to write to us. Yeah, if you're not into that social media shit, we get it. You can always just use good old-fashioned email. <laughs> or snail mail. Maybe we should figure that out. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anyone <laughs> knowing where we live. And also, please rate and review us on whatever streaming service that you listen to us on. Yeah, that actually helps us and, and gets us more exposure. And we'd love to keep doing this in the future maybe forever so that would be awesome <laughs> a, a review and a good rating would do us some good in 40 years we're going to be called old whores talk horror right <laughs> all right and as always thanks, thanks for, for getting, getting creepy, creepy with, with us, us. sharon do you want a beer uh, oh my god